What it do, guys? It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Connection Podcast, where in just under an hour, we are going to dive into Scripture and the Bible and come full circle with God and His Word. Yeah, yeah! Hey, let's talk about that real quick. Why, Why is that our tagline? Coming full circle with God and his word. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's, we say that because it's not just, uh, you know, Bible pushing like verses and stuff and then without real life application. So we say that as a way to kind of wrap everything up. Like no matter what you're going through, no matter what your life is involved with, what you're struggling with, there's an application for that, in. right? That, that word is reading you. The word gets in you and um, it comes full circle. It's like, okay. This happened back then, or this happened in this passage with Jesus and disciples or anybody else. And now it's relating back to my life too, because it's the word is, is will last forever, right? The Bible yeah. says that um, heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will endure forever. Amen. So that's why we say that in case you all were wondering. Um, hey, I also realized easy. Um, this is episode number 30, which is very appropriate. 30. Uh, so... How many years did Jesus do ministry, or how, how long did Jesus wait before he did ministry? 30. Yeah. And what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about how Jesus farted too. <laughs> Jesus farted too. He has some wet ones, guys. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird thing to think about, though. You know? Bro, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> You're like distracted with my wedding decorations. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm getting married. Y'all didn't yeah, know. Noah's getting married. <laughs> by the way. By the way. You hear all those guys back there? Say hi. What's up, guys? Uh, what up? We, got, we got a live audience today. We got a live audience today. Martin, Oscar, and Matt. Martin! Oscar's editing some hi. pictures. Matt's taking a nap. Martin's just hanging out and listening. So, this, Matt kind of came up with this title before. Yeah, thank you, man. It was kind of funny where he's like, hey, y'all should do something about Jesus farted too. Which is true. He did. I mean, <laughs> but straight up, he really did. Like, he did everything that we do as human beings. So, I think Matt's about to go do that himself. He's, gonna, he's about to go fart right now. Oh, we're just going to be real open on this one. Um, no, this one really kind of deals with Jesus, a very theologically deep, uh, kind of contradiction, kind of question, Yeah, but, uh, theologically deep topic about Jesus being fully divine yet fully human. Mm -hmm. The ultimate struggle. Right. I mean, that, that's like this, one of the second biggest, um, mysteries in the Bible, right? Like you have the Trinity, but the one that we talked about before, Mm -hmm. but then you have... This idea that Jesus was fully God yet fully human. Yep. So let's dive into some scripture. The first one is going to be from Hebrews chapter four, verses fourteen to sixteen, and this is kind of where it says. Um, so one of the things that people might be, might be thinking about, if you're kind of new to the faith or you really haven't thought about this much, is well, how can Jesus be fully human? yet fully God, because I thought God couldn't sin. I thought God never sinned and can't tolerate that. So how is that possible? Well, mm-hmm. in Hebrews, it's what is it? Hebrews, what? Hebrews chapter four, verses 14 to 16. And it says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with, with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, mm-hmm. yet he did not sin. Mm-hmm. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Yes, sir. Um, I kind of want to talk about that last part a little bit as we get into this. But that idea, so Jesus was fully human, but he never sinned. He was perfect. He was the perfect sacrifice. Um, you know, that, that kind of spotless lamb that was slain for us, right? That's going back to the old... Yeah, um, uh, old sacrificial system that the Jews and, and the, the people of Israel were always walking through was the sacrifice and annually and daily and all that kind of stuff for their sins. And Jesus comes as the one and all sacrifice for everything that has ever been done. Yeah. Right. Atoning for the sins of the world. Yeah. So that being said, Verse 16 sticks out because it says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence mm-hmm. so that we may receive mercy and find grace. So we're, we're receiving mercy and we're finding grace. 
in Jesus. Yeah. Right? To help us in our time of need. Okay. So really this, this episode is going to be uh, really a lot about temptation. Right? Mm-hmm. And how do we deal with that? And what kind, what, it says that Jesus was, was tempted in every way. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? So. Every way. Every single way. Every way. I'll give you a hint though, a little insider edition that there's not as many ways as you think. Well, Jesus didn't have kids. He didn't. Jesus wasn't married. He didn't have that lustful desire. Well, we're going to talk about these kinds of things. Some theologians. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, some theologians. Some theologians. Um, so, in this, right, there are, there's only three types of temptation, temptations that the enemy uses. He's not creative. He, the, the devil's not creative when he comes to tempt you and to distract you and take you away, right? So the first one is the lust of the eyes, Oof. or you could say lust of the flesh. That's so, me right there. I struggle with that one. I, I mean, we feel like all of us in the room have struggled with that, right? Oof. But, um, you know, Easy and I have talked about that before where we struggle with, uh, you know, the lust of um, a lust and pornography and mm-hmm. that kind of addiction in our lives. And, and it's uh, what Sloan talked about that at a... Yeah, I love the way Sloan said it. What'd she, she say? was like... She was like, oh, we always talk about how the guys are, you know, always dealing with pornography. And then she was like, but let's be real, girls. We do, too. And I was like, dang, <laughs> these girls, they try to act like, you know. Oh, Why are you always looking at that? Why are you always that? looking I at that? I never look at that. And it's like, shut up. Yeah. You... So it's, it's both. I mean, lust of the eyes is both a, a men and women problem. It really is. Um. So Jesus, when he was tempted in the desert, right? And this is where all this happens, and we kind of discover the three different types of temptations in our lives, is when he's in the desert, he's in the wilderness, he's just been baptized by, the Holy, uh, by John the Baptist, the Holy Spirit descends on him, God speaks to him and says, hey, you're my son whom I've chosen, I love you, um, I'm well pleased with you, and he's immediately sent into the desert where Satan comes and tempts him, okay? Not many of us in our lives have been tempted directly by Satan. Wait, real quick. Yes. Before we move forward. Yes. I just had an idea pop in. Go for it. What? Because we're saying how Jesus was still fully human. Yeah. And still fully God and still fully divine. What do you think his thought process was when Mm. God told him, you are my son. This is your purpose. And he's just sitting there like, what? You ever think like he maybe asked God, why me? Interesting. I don't know. Because, I mean, we asked that question. Yeah, like, God, why did you choose me? Why did you choose me? Or why me for this? Or yeah. why me for that? You know? I wonder, mm. I'm wonder. i pretty sure Jesus did feel the same way. Maybe not. But, I mean, if he was That's... fully divine, fully human, to have that one side where he's like, why me, though? Well, because that's a good question. Because, I mean, Jesus didn't really need confirmation. He was the word. He knew who he was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's a, a good, question, that's a great right? question. Like, because like was... you could still like, like for us too, like we know the calling over our lives and to yeah. be like, yeah. oh yeah, that's, that's what our calling is. But we still have those moments where we're like, but really? It's kind of like when we stand in awe, like God, like really you chose me to do this, to yeah. be a pastor, to be a worship leader or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. Like when Jesus was baptized and that Holy Spirit came down and he heard God, that God spoke to him in that moment. Huh? What'd you say? Martin, say Martin. Martin has something to say. say Martin. Right, I don't know if this is like completely true, but because I was like, when you guys were talking about that, popped in my head. Like, you remember how in like, the garden he was praying? Yeah. Like, like, God, like, is there any possible way we can do this? Like, something like Ooh. another way. Yeah. And like, he wanted it to like be different. Uh-huh. But at the very end of it, like, th- like I, th- I feel like we we're like all that, like, you know, like we want, like, we don't really want to do something. And we, we, we say it first. But at the end of it, he's like, but if this is your will, God, yeah. let yeah. it be done. So I think like everything, like, it shows like the human part of Jesus, like 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 Jesus was like you know a hundred like real with God and say God like I really don't want to go through this I don't want to through this pain and all this stuff and then but at the very end he's like but if this is your will like let it be done I think that's like probably like the heart of like Jesus within everything because I'm pretty sure yeah he second guessed a lot of and stuff. I think what you're saying is absolutely true and very uh, a big key to all of this is that Jesus struggled with it but at the end of the day like it's it kind of reveals that dual nature of him that that. He's struggling with his flesh, right? I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. 
but being fully God, he knows that the purpose is greater than any sort of pain that he's going through. The reason why I asked too is because like, I remember when I first had my moment where I was like, okay, this is, this is what my purpose is. This is what I'm going to be doing in life. In not only life, but in the ministry and the great big plan of God's will. Yeah. And I still sometimes think like, God, did you really like, I, I believe you 100% and I trust you that you will, you know, fulfill those promises for me. But as like, but why, why me? And that's yeah. where I'm getting to, like, yeah. if Jesus ever had that. Because I've had that moment, too, where I'm like, if it wasn't me, who would it be? And I would like to see what they look like. Yeah. Whereas I'm, a, I'm just thinking, you know, if Jesus came down and experienced how we are mm-hmm. and how we feel, he must have experienced him saying, like, yeah, you know, what if I was, what if I was never born? And what if it was the kid that was next door that was me? Or that was who you chose, God. Mm. And I was the kid next door. Just normal. What you got to say? Matt, you're going to have to sit up and come over here. here, Or you can come over to my mic. You're the one. I got got a question. Like, Are you saying like he's asking why was I chosen? Yeah. I think he already knew. Because in the beginning was the word. Right, exactly. The beginning. So it's like he already knew his purpose and he already knew what he had to do. And I get like the human nature of him. But it's like that just changes the way he felt, not his knowledge. Right. So like. He was full of grace and truth. Yeah. yeah. So he, and again, truth is the word. Grace is the, phys- the, the human part of it. Yeah. You know, gra- exactly. gra- truth is the word of God. Div- divinity Div- is his truth, divine. Yeah, truth yeah. is the div- divine part of him. Grace is the human part of him. To be able to relate to us, to be able to extend that grace to us, yeah. going through what we went through, yet still having, being fully God saying, I can deal with this. Like, That's so weird. It's very weird. It's like, so it's like, I think... It's so, it's, it's Jesus. Like, it's, I, I don't think he was like, why am I like, oh, it could have been somebody else. I think it was more like, oh, shoot. It feel, now I know how it feels to be them. Yeah. Like, it's not knowing, like, like he's like, this is actually harder than I, <laughs> I probably imagined <laughs> I thought, because now I have to walk like these people when he was on the throne, you know? And like, yeah. he came from the throne and to start walking with the disciples and just dirty feet and everything. It's yeah. kind of like, it's well, and that goes in grace. No. <laughs> well, and that goes back to what Hebrews says was it says that for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, yeah. but one who has been tempted in every way, just as yeah. we are. Yeah. So he knows that's why he came. He can empathize with us. Empathy means that you feel the per- what a person what is that going person through. Is going through. Right. You understand that, and he had to do that so he could like go with go through it with us. Hmm. Right. I'm sorry I went off on that tangent. No, man. dude, it's a really it's a really good question because it's one of those struggles because we as imperfect human beings had that struggle with like, man, like, what if I never had been born or what if I, you know, what yeah. if God chose someone else to do this yeah. or why is it me? Yeah. But I think Matt's onto something where it's like, it's Jesus never had that thought because he always knew, right? Uh, but that's what I'm saying is I think he did have the thought, but I think, I think Jesus was like two people in one. Yeah. Where like he had the thought and he was like, "Ugh, why do you guys think like this?" Well, and it's 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 again. I mean, kind of going coming back to this idea of temptation, right? The thought can happen, but it's when you let it have an action associated with mm-hmm. it is when it becomes the sin. And that's and the reason why I and asked that, the question a- is because like what Martin said of how Jesus is in the garden praying yeah. and literally asking God, like, let this pass, let yeah. this cup pass. Let someone else do this. I can't, I don't want to do like, this. You can't, I mean, I'm not saying you can't, I mean, you can, but like just to hear Jesus say that. And then to think, Oh, when he was a kid, did he ever think, am I truly qualified to do this? And I'm pretty hmm. sure he was like, yeah, I am. But I feel like it was two people inside. Where he was like, this is why this is a theologically debated topic because it's it's incomprehensible. Yeah, because it's so God, it's like you can't understand how. No, it's it's how it's so beautiful though. It really is the fact that like, he is fully God in one moment, like God walked among us. Yeah, but he was still tempted. God was tempted. Yeah, like that's crazy to think about. Like and God that's what was I'm tempted saying. in like, every for way. For him to be in the the desert for forty days, forty nights, and have the devil tempt him, and him just be like, away from me, devil! Like stop. And, he did, and then the night that he's about to, you know, go and get crucified, he's like, Lord, let this cup pass. I mean, homeboy was sweating blood. Yeah. Okay. 
You ever sweated blood before? Any of y'all? He was under no. so much pressure okay. that like his capillaries <laughs> like, like burst and his brain like just started bleeding just everywhere. Doosh, I don't know something. Sweating blood, bro. Um. I like how Matt like said it. Like I like like what you said, Matt. Like he, like he knew. Like he's like yeah. He's like the beginning. Like the beginning was the word. And, like he was the word. Yeah. Um. But then like probably that thought process came into him. It was like man, like this is how it they really feel. Like this yeah. is what they really yeah. go through. Because then we can like yeah like Matt like because <laughs> I think that's powerful when you when you said that because yeah like I knew like Jesus knew who he was like he knew the purpose he was here for. But then yeah. he's probably started thinking like man like. They, they, this is pretty hard <laughs> because then when yeah when you like when he was in the garden he was like sweating blood like yeah it was tough like he was literally telling god like like get yeah, can let's like can let this like be any other way yeah. and like yeah. it's tough and like he finally like i think that's really the beauty and, like the grace of it is because i remember i heard a pastor saying like when when god looks at us like before he used to see all the sin like you know all, yeah, all over yeah, us yeah. and now since when jesus died and rose again we switch places yeah like now mm-hmm. when god sees us he sees jesus within us Dang, he sees us with his bro, blood washed with, like washed into us yeah. and that's yeah. like the beauty of it like jesus actually came down and he related with us like exactly. the little things like if you go to like the sprouts right here and you want to steal something yeah. jesus actually felt that and i think that's the inner like mm. inner, like personal Ooh, connection we can yeah. have with them yeah we can be real with them like we don't have to be like religion rule 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 like we can actually like jesus like i'm going like it sucks today like today is tough and we can have confidence that even yeah. in those dark places, Jesus is in, like, with, like he's there with us. Amen. And, like, it's, it's like, yeah. but I think that's, like, you know, this is that human part. Bro, it's pretty cool. I'd nah, say, nah, keep stop. going, Martin. Matt, 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 spear's Matt, going. Matt, go. Preacher. Matt, you no, go. man, you finished. Matt, don't need to speak no more. No, do you, no, you want to speak, bro? I, I, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, I mean, what you're saying, Martin, relates back into this, too, where uh, the different temptations, right? You said, like, Jesus wanted to steal something yeah maybe he did maybe he didn't but that idea that he dealt with that's like the next thing of lust of life right so there's lust of eyes which is like that was when he was tempted with the a physical need like hunger right and yeah. let me so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this after we go through all these different temptations it kind of it kind <laughs> sorry of bro we went off to no, a real it, crazy it, tangent it, it, it all it all ties in together though because then there's uh, the second one's lust of life. I'm gonna talk about what's in my Bible in a second on these little notes and stuff. But um, lust of life is flip back. That's like possessions and power is what my Bible says in little notes. Hmm. Right? Life is like the material possessions that we can have and the the power that we can have. Right? Satan said, um, like dare God to rescue you. Like jump from this cliff and like let the angels rescue you. Right? That's power. And that's like a possession kind of thing. Like, Jesus, you own the angels. You own all this. Mm-hmm. If you just do this, like, prove it. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the last one is one that I am personally struggling with a lot right now in this season is lust of pride. Ooh. This is a hard one. Uh, just the two words together, lust and pride together. It sounds weird. <laughs> it's like awful. But that's, I, I'm seriously like, it's not terrible, but I have to really check my heart a lot, and Lillian has to check my heart a lot for me. Lillian's my fiance, if you guys didn't know, but Lillian. But like, I have I have to constantly go through like a, a heart check of saying like, is am I saying this because I I because it's for me and because that's what I want? Yeah. Or am I saying it because it's what I think that we should be doing, or is it is it God trying to speak through me? Like I have to check myself on that a lot. So and I it's it's hard. It is pride it is. and self-righteousness, especially like when you get in that position where you start to really like get in the word and you start to feel God a lot and you're like going through all that kind of stuff and you feel close and you're like, yeah, this feels right. Yeah. You know, it, it has to be more grace than yeah anything else. And, and I'm being honest, like with the lust of pride, you know, I'm not saying I mean, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm struggling with it as much. You know, but we all struggle with each one of these. But just, what was it, two weekends ago? Or whenever it was that we recorded the episode of uh, Rest is Powerful. Yeah. I was struggling with pride that day. Really? Yeah. Big time. Because we had had SummerCon. And then yeah. we had done the, um, like, the breakout session sessions. Ooh. And that I remember was you when, talking about that. Yeah, I remember. And that was when I was, like, talking about how um, that we should talk about you know, what was it? Confidence mm-hmm. and how you went to that breakout session, went to that breakout session. About. And like, there was one person that was actually like open and honest and actually 
saying things like two people, three people, you know, that were actually open, honest and just really digging into Mm -hmm. what it means to be confident. And then the other ones, they were just kind of like wishy-washy. And I'm not trying to, you know, talk bad about anybody, but like I sat there and I was thinking, you know what, dude, even though we do this podcast, we can do this 10 times better. Mm. And I, I literally got prideful and that's why I was like, we're going to talk about confidence. We're going to talk about confidence after this. And we came, we got your place. I was getting gas. Like I told you, and (laughs) I was sitting there and all of a sudden the God just hit me with this word and was like, just rest easy. Stop worrying about it. Chill out. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, God, way to check my heart real quick. Cause I was getting ready to walk up in here, talk about confidence, talk smack about the panel and stuff. And I was like, man. And I thought to myself, that's really how I felt. That's yeah. really how I yeah. felt. I was that that prideful that I could do this 10 times better. Mm. That knowing I could do this 10 times better. And I was like, no, easy. You got to check your heart. You got to see where you're sitting at because that's not right. And it's so hard when you're in a position of leadership or authority too, yeah. to battle with that and to say, I have to set my side. Hold up. <laughs> what did I just say? I have to set myself aside. That's what I was trying to say. My aside. You know, it's my like. side piece. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, you have to constantly remember, like, humble yourself. Yeah. Like, be Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. Exactly. Wash you know? them feet, bro. Because honestly, if Jesus were in that moment, he probably still would have washed every single one of their feet. Every single person on that panel, regardless of what they said, he would yeah, have walked you know what? up. He would have. He would have walked up to them. He would have. And said, I love you. And he would have washed their feet, too, regardless so the, of what they said and anything. So the lesson to take away from this, everyone that's listening, is wash your neighbor's feet. Yeah. <laughs> wash, your en- wash your enemy's <clears throat> feet. Wash your enemy's feet, even if they got gangsta Well, it goes back to what... <laughs> It goes back to what we were talking about with like the, the fruit of the spirit, right? Yeah. And that we gave like an illustration about like when you're carrying the basket of fruit on your back and like someone wants to see what you have in your basket, like you bend down and you lower yourself to show that person what you have. Yeah. And I think it's the same way where Jesus did that. He stepped down from the throne of God, stepped away from his rightful position, came down to us and related to us and said, like, yeah, I'm not doing what you guys are doing, but I'm helping you. I understand yeah. what you're going through. Here's how to do it better. Mm-hmm. That's right? why it shows that Jesus, like, seriously knew how to handle and check his pride. Because uh, who was it? I think it was Michael Todd that was saying something that Jesus didn't come down to the earth to fulfill out his full potential. Yeah. He yeah. came to finish, like, fulfill his purpose. Right. Yeah, his purpose was greater than his potential. Yeah, his purpose was greater than his potential. Because, yeah. like, Jesus could have easily smited everybody that came over. He could have He could have pimp slapped somebody without even raising his hand. <laughs> you ever seen that episode of SpongeBob where uh, Patrick gets beat up by SpongeBob out I, of the salty Splatoon? Been a, been a hot second since No, has that, have you guys heard <laughs> seen that episode where SpongeBob's trying to get into the bar and he, like, oh, yeah. and, like, Patrick gets beat up without even having someone like without SpongeBob actually touching him. I'm sorry, we're talking about SpongeBob, but no, but that's that's kind of that's kind of what Jesus could have done. And then, well, he could have walked. He could have he could have came down fully as a fully grown man. Yeah, as a full grown man with as a fully grown male armor, ready like just on a white horse, conquered the Roman government, overthrown everything. That's another thing too. Is like he came down to be a king. But it wasn't the king that people thought it was. Exactly. It was the king to serve, to be at at your feet. Yep. Ready to wash it. Yep, exactly. Ready to mm-hmm. Yeah. And and to like be humbled before you. Be on basically be on his knees in front of us and say, What can I do for you? That's the kind of king that Jesus was. Like a better king mm-hmm. than just some king that wrote in like David or something. Right. So, and again, going back to these three types of temptations that, that Jesus dealt with and um, went through as a servant is that there's three different types, and it's the lust of the eyes, mm. lust of life, mm. and lust of pride. Okay, and I real quick, the lust I want- of the eyes when I was walking up here. <laughs> if, we're, if we're being honest. We are, bro. We are, bro. Hey, that's, and that's how we are on this podcast, but... My boy over there. But what you were saying earlier too is like how how do we deal with that? Like how did Jesus deal with being tempted by Satan directly? He used the word of God. 
because he was the word. Mm. Don't get in a battle with the word, like in using the word. Yeah. Don't you, try to use the word with the word because you'll lose. Right. Yeah. So the enemy comes and says, if you're if you're this, blah blah blah. Why don't you do that? And Jesus says, it's written. And see that the enemy's tricky because he'll come at you and say, oh. And he'll start throwing scripture at you and say, well, doesn't the scripture say this? Men shall not live by And so the second time Jesus is tempted with the uh, lust of life, so power and possessions, Jesus says, but it's also written. There's a greater truth here. Like, yes, that's true. But what I'm saying to you now is that there's a greater truth. Kind of like when he was on the, um, giving the Sermon on the Mount. He's like, you've heard it said, you know, this, this, this. He didn't say this is untrue. He said, Mm. you've heard it said, but I say. Right, I say because there's a there's authority and power when Jesus says something. There's a, a power and authority when he begins to speak. When God speaks something, he means it. And did God mean everything he said with the Israelites? Yes, but there was a greater truth to be revealed in what God was giving them before. Mm. I think sometimes God will give you a truth as a way to just get you to be obedient and to as a way to make sure that he, that you know, he's faithful, but that truth is then revealed at a later time as a greater truth of understanding of who he is. But I want to clarify something on that. Yes. I don't think that that truth is always a positive. Right. It may not be. Because let me be straight up, like working, you know, kind of the, the two years that I had in my life, like going to church like playing the drums but showing up hung over and smelling like alcohol like that was tough and yeah. i remember sitting there and i was like yeah i'm fine i'm i'm cool i got grace but then mm. you know just knowing what how god is and then having my moment in the hospital and then him just like reminding me like remember my promises for you son like you wilding out and i was like dang Okay. Yeah. All right. And it's like, yeah, he revealed the truth to me right then and there, but it wasn't like I w- it wasn't necessarily a positive. Yeah. yeah. He's revealing a truth to you about what you're doing. And that's yeah. not right. And it's not right. And and that's why I'm saying like, you know, when you say that God reveals truth to us, sometimes it's not always the positive. Sometimes it is a negative because negatives can be true. Well, what I I blah, I was trying to say that <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. my words got caught up. Um, you're absolutely right. Yes, but I think that's more of the discipline side of God, yeah. right? You discipline a child not because it's punishment, because you know better. You, it's, it's to help them grow. It's, it's for growth. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I was trying to say was that, um, you know, when God gave the Israelites the Ten Commandments, right? God give, gave them that truth. They distorted the truth. Yeah. But then God came and revealed a greater truth behind what he was doing, what yeah. he was saying over your soul. For example, for me, there was a time where, you know, I felt God telling me something and I'm not going to go into detail because it doesn't, I mean, fill in the blank for whatever it is you feel like God has been telling you or, or promised you. Right. Um, but there was a, an event that happened where I felt God asking me in that time after he showed me something and then it happened, he was asking me like, am I not faithful? And I said, oh, like, yes, Lord, you are. And it took me a little bit after that to realize that God was not promising me the the situation or the um, outcome that I thought it was, God was revealing to me that he is faithful in every single situation. He was revealing to me that he is faithful in my life. Yeah. Saying that like, I, what I've told you, I will give to you. Like mm-hmm. what I've promised to you will happen. It's not happened. It didn't happen exactly the way I thought it was going to, but in that moment, right? God wasn't asking me about that situation. He was asking something about himself. Yeah. He was saying, am I not faithful? He wasn't saying like, didn't I tell you that this was going to happen? Right. He wasn't, he would, God will speak to your, in your situation, but he will speak about himself and his power and his glory and his mighty hand and what he will do. Yeah. Right. So with these, uh, these three types of temptations, right? So again, the enemy is not creative. There, the, these are the three areas that he will always try to attack you with time and time again. And this is really essential for us as believers to understand how to combat against these things. And so, so here's, uh, my Bible kind of has this little outline thing about these temptations. And it says, potential weaknesses Satan sought to exploit. Right? 
And if Jesus was tempted in these ways, we know that we are definitely going to be tempted in these ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first one with the lust of the eyes are like make the bread, make the stones into bread. So this was the real need of physical hunger, like a physical need, right? And the weakness was that it was the hunger and patience need to prove his sonship, right? Well, God told me this. I have power over this now. I can do this, mm-hmm. okay? So that's the first one. The second one with lust of life is um, it's, it's basing on like misapplied scripture. And the real need of this is like the emotional need and the security, right? Possessions, power, you feel secure when we have those things. It's a false sense of security. But the weakness that this uh, that Satan's trying to exploit is the pride, insecurity, and the need to test God. Yeah, that's a big one. Need to test God. Like, well, God, if you're like, if you are God, then do this for me. Yeah, right. And that's wrong. No, it's like God, you are God, and I'm going to obey you. I'm going to serve you because you are who you are. And the last one was um, where Satan said, you know, bow down and worship me, and I'll give you all these kingdoms. And that's the lust of pride. Okay. You better walk out of here, Satan. So the real need for this is the psychological need, the significance, power, and achievement. All right? And the potential weaknesses that he will exploit on this is that's the desire for quick, desire for quick power, easy solutions, need to prove equality with God. Dang. Okay? So, so here's, again, identify these weaknesses in your life, what, if you're listening, whatever this is for you, whether it's... The hunger, the impatience, the need to prove that you're God's child, right? You don't have mm-hmm. to prove that. You already are. You already is. Whether it's pride, insecurity, or the need to test God, or it's the desire for quick power, easy solutions, need to prove equality with God. Hmm. Okay? So those are the three areas that the enemy will come and tempt you with in different forms. It's the same thing. It just has a different name in different seasons of your life. Hmm. Mike Todd does it a lot where it's like the same temptation, different name. Yeah. He just he's just wearing different clothes. Yeah. She's just wearing different clothes. Yep, yep. Whatever it is. Dang. Um and it's funny that we were talking about John 1:1 1, 1 earlier because that was one of the other scriptures we had where it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. This is John 1, 1 through 5. Um he was with God in the beginning, verse 3. Through through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then skipping down to verse 14, it says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So this is, this is the proof in the word that he was physically here with us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Right? We talked about that earlier. So it's both. Right? It's not that Jesus was just a man. It's not that he was just God. Like, he was both at the same time. He dealt with all of our struggles. Like, anything you're going through, Jesus dealt with the same thing. Right? He dealt with the exact same thing. It just might have looked a little bit different at the time. So, rewind, go back, listen to what I was talking about with those weaknesses that the enemy's trying to exploit in you. Right? And then don't combat it with your mind, combat it with the Word of God. Mm. Combat it by going to Scripture. And saying, well, what, what does the Bible say about this? Yeah. What does the Bible say about th- that I'm struggling you. with this? Yeah, and then rebuke it, seriously. At the end of when uh, Satan's tempting Jesus, as Jesus said, away from me, Satan, it's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. <laughs> he didn't say away with me until the very last time, until the third time. <laughs> what? Just laughing. <laughs> you got something to say? I, I think it's powerful what you said, Noah, because when I talk to a lot of my friends and I talk to them about like Jesus or just like sharing my faith, um, a lot of people are like, well, that was different back then. You know, like there's mm. a lot of different stuff back then. Right. Where Jesus, like, the culture was different. Like, yeah, the culture difference. Like how can the, like, a lot of people are like, well, how can Jesus relate to my pain I'm going through now? Like yeah. what he went through. And I think that like a lot of like when people was, you know, ask me that question, I would start to think, too, because it's, it's kind of hard. Like you like you have that faith. You know that Jesus is with you. But then it's kind of hard, like, it's kind of like if you lose a job, if you get someone, like, yeah. someone tells you, mm-hmm. your, your mom, your dad, like, God forbid, like, has cancer. And, like, and you're in those rough spots. You're like, how can, how can the Bible, how can I read the Bible and the words God, like God's word and say yeah. that Jesus actually really felt and he actually went through that pain? I think that's, like, that's a really big question a lot of people have. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, like, what they ask me to, like, how can Jesus know exactly how I'm feeling or what I'm going through? So I think that's really key. Yeah. 
or what you're saying like, you know like go back to the word god and like you know confirm it and know that like mm-hmm. re- like like how you said earlier like um it can come in different forms and different like shapes but like yeah oh, it's the same thing but has different name on it yeah, and then, yeah. Like, but jesus really did relate to us he really understands that you know the, the hard like you know the dark places we're in he really feels those things like he's actually going through those things with us absolutely so i think that's really powerful i think that like you know like even my like life like that can really bring comfort because like it it just makes it like makes like, it brings peace and comfort to me knowing that jesus understands what i'm going through and he, he's there with me through it absolutely so i like i like what you said i just want to say like that was that was really <laughs> powerful that was good thank, thank you man. we gotta bring you on the co- podcast say. <laughs> seriously you guys, you guys dude saying some good stuff and again, this this comes all the way back to saying that none of this is by anything we do. Yeah. We cannot overcome these temptations on our own. Mm-mm. You cannot. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I've tried. It's too hard, man. <laughs> and I think, I think that's where we get caught up is, going back to what Martin just said, is that it comes in different forms. Yeah. Yeah. The enemy, it really does. The enemy knows how to tempt us. Yep. He knows where we struggle, and he just throws little things at us and says, oh, well, it's the same thing, but I'm going to make it look a little bit different so they don't yeah. know it's that. So they don't know that it's a temptation. Yeah. And that's where as you read and as you store up the word in your heart, as you store up the, the words of, of God and the, the Bible in your heart, you can start to combat those things where it says, no, 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 no. You can't come against me because the Bible says this about what I'm going through. Not, I'm not being overcome by that. Hmm. Right. Jesus says, take heart. You're going to face many trials in this world. Yeah. Right, but be, but will. take heart because I have overcome the world. I've yeah. dealt with all of this. I've done it. It's done. Come to me with this. I have overcome the world, not us. Yeah. Not not what we can do, but what Jesus has already done for us. Yes. And this, so a scripture for that is you know Zechariah chapter four verse six, where it says, "So he said to me, this is the word of this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit," says the Lord Almighty. Right. So again, it just it's it's all in him where we have to turn. That's what the word repent means. When we've sinned and we've we've been taken by temptation, we repent, we turn back mm-hmm. and we go back to God. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what that word means. So again, this just really goes back to I really think the key for this um all this talk is that he was full of grace and truth. Right? He had the truth in him, he had grace in him. That's why he came in the first place, but he came knowing who he was, what his purpose was yeah. to go through what we went through, to really be tempted beyond anything we could be tempted with. You know, like Jesus was the son of God and Satan knew that. So he tempted him so much harder than yep. what he tempts us yep. with because yep. we're weaker. We are so much weaker and less powerful than Jesus. So, but again, that, that power lives in us. Right, that the same power that rose Jesus that um, rose Jesus from the dead lives in us, mm. and so we have that opportunity and that authority to overcome these temptations, but not by our own might or our own strength Can't or our own power, but by alone. His Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Can't do it alone. And you're and yeah, I mean, and you're never doing it alone. Mm-mm. Right. Not only are you doing, are you walking through this with God, but you have a, you should have a community around you that can help you to be accountable to these yeah. things and to help you and say, Hey, if you're struggling with this, let's pray for you right now. Right. That's kind mm-hmm. of a, that's what we tend to do is that, Hey, you're struggling with this. Let's pray about it. Why? Because we can't do anything physically, yeah. but we know the person who can. Yeah. We know what God can do. We've yep. seen him work. We know the power that he has. We're going to help you through this by standing with you, believing with you yeah. and everything in this. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like the way you say that, you know, temptation comes in so many different ways, or rather the same style, rather how did you say it? The same. It's the same name, different form. Yeah. Same name, different form. Or sorry. Like, it's the same thing, just in a different form. Same thing in a different it, form. Cause like yeah. for me, it was always like on my computer or mm. like, you know going online on websites you shouldn't be going yeah, to. Yeah, late at night. Yeah, seriously. And now it seems like for me Instagram has become it's a it's that, the same that thing tool it's a right now form. where it's like you know, I, I go to bed and I'm trying to go to bed and all of a sudden I'm on Instagram just scrolling and I'm like, "Whoa, what am I doing?" Yeah. Like I'm not I've doing been, anything, but I've like I'm there. still seeing things and I'm like Easy, you got to stop. So right away I put my phone back down and I'm like, "Man, this is tough. Like God, this is hard." And, you know, it's just, 
it's still the same temptation, but in different forms now. Yeah. You know? And again, I mean, combat it with the word. Anytime yeah. you're feeling a certain way and you're just like, Go oh. to prayer. Well, go to prayer, but like open up the Bible and just start reading. Like yeah. that feeling will just go. Ask for God. Out rebuke the it too. Rebuke it. Be like, yo, Lord, I'm feeling some type of way right now. Can't be doing this. Can't. So again, just keep in mind that you're not walking through this alone. No, Jesus, Jesus has been through it. And when you, when you can begin to identify what you're being tempted with, what you're being, what the enemy is throwing at you, it's so much easier to say, no. Nah. Combat it, yeah. Like, you dumb. You trying again with this thing? You uh-uh. playing, Satan. You playing. Stop it. Stop. 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 <laughs> All right. Any, uh, any last words from anybody in the room before we close this up? Matt? Matt, you look like you got to say something. Come on, preacher, Matt. Come on, preacher, Matt. Matt, come over here. Yeah. Come Give, on, preacher, Matt. I got him. I got him. You got him. You got Give him, him a word okay. of encouragement. Give these people, man. Oh, Tell these people what's up. I think just be encouraged. I, I like what you just said about identifying. I think a big part of it is identifying who we are. Yeah. Which is why I also don't kind of, I, I know what you're saying about like the garden and everything, but I also believe like Jesus didn't struggle with like, oh, who am I? Because like he's, he knew his identity. Um, and I think sin messes up identity. Yeah. And that's why he, because he was, fully god because he never sinned yeah so like that's why he never had that sin nature in him but he knew what it was to be tempted so he never had that messed up mentality of like oh who am i because that's how adam and eve they knew who they were until they sinned and then they went to go high because now they didn't even know they were you know they felt unworthy they didn't know who they were so it's like sin that it just messes everything up so like um as long as you know that you are created and like you were saying grace god's grace got to you and and, and the blood of jesus like like now, you are now a new creation, especially if you guys are going to pray that, that prayer at, for the first time. If you guys are listening, the one the prayer that you guys are going to walk them through. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yes, God got you guys. It's cool. Yeah. And all of you listening too, you all have a purpose in your life. Like, yes. So a specific purpose, a specific purpose. So if, the temptations are there, yep. but I want you to know, I want people to know, like those temptations are not just to just be thrown out there. Right. They're for a reason. Yeah. And each of those reasons is because of what your purpose is, because your purpose is better than what the enemy wants you to do or what the enemy wants to lie you and trick you into. Yeah. And he knows what your purpose is. They know, they know. That's why he, will attack you so hard sometimes because God has placed something so strong and so powerful and so important on your life yeah. that the enemy is like, I got to stop him. Yeah. I can't let this happen. I'll be straight up. Like Lily and I have been facing this a lot lately with our, with like getting engaged and getting ready to be married. It's like the enemy is really attacking us. Like just trying to do little things between us to get us to, to argue, to not be in alignment with each other. Because when we get in agreement and when we align with each other, we are so much more powerful together than we could ever be separate, right? So anybody who's in a cup uh, in a relationship or anything, don't let the little things cause that break or that divide between you. Like, st- just go to God in prayer about it. Like, stay in alignment because you guys are going to be so much more powerful together. And the enemy does not want that. He wants us to be separate. That's why he came against Adam and Eve. Yeah. The devil did not show up until Eve was in the picture. Until until they were together and walking in purpose together. Dang, double the trouble. So he's scared. The, here's the benefit of all, all of this. The enemy is scared. Seriously. He is scared of what we have the ability to yeah. do and the name that we walk with. So if, any, if you're just facing something, just say, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Like, don't run away from it. Attack it. Like, I've, I've, I come against you in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Like, away from me, Satan. Away from me, Satan. Good show. Well, Martin and, and Matt, Oscar's just kind of chilling. He's been, Oscar's, he's just, he's absorbing, but that's all right. He'll get, he'll get in on the next one. Oscar's being a bro right now. <laughs> you got some last thing? Uh, Martin, um, little last I word? Just had, like, something just came to my mind. Yeah. Um, so, like, me personally, I go through, like, there's a lot of temptation that I struggle with, like, similar to you. And um, before, um, what would really draw me away from, like, church or even seeking God was that, like, I would sin, and then I'd be like, man, like, like, I would, like, think, like, I wouldn't even, like, 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 would want to look up because I, like, how it's, like, shameful, I felt. Yeah. yeah. And then I would yeah. be, like, okay, like, well, I, I like, well, I tend to, like, do bad, like, 
or like I'm trying to like work with is that when I sin, I tend to like block myself away from God mm. because yeah. of that shame. I'm like, yeah. and like yeah. I was like, I was like, you know what? It's 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 kind of weird, but I'm like, tomorrow's a new day. Maybe God will like me tomorrow. <laughs> like it's really bad. Like it's a bad way to think about yeah. it. So like I tend to like I really tend to like um, exclude myself from a lot of things from like doing the things I love to do or even just like wow. blocking myself yeah. from like life in the day because I'm like, man, like I'm I messed up today. Like I like I screwed up, and I was like, how can like like God allow me to do this and that. So I kind of like put those barriers between God and I mm. until the next day. Cause you know how it's just like his mercies are new every morning. I yeah. was like, well, I guess well, tomorrow, tomorrow's a new day. I, I messed like, yeah, this tomorrow. day up. And that one's a, gone. It's a really toxic way to think about it until like, I remember just hearing Pastor Steven say one time that, um, that like a lot of people tend to, when they deal with like pornography or alcoholism, like they tend to like get like bashed on that. Oh, it's, it's like, there's a problem with them specifically. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, like yeah. it's maybe like a generational curse where like they saw someone like do that and like now it's like carry on to them. But he said that no, it's not. That's not the case at all. Like the the issue at the, the core of this is that it's a relationship issue. Yeah. That's exactly that, like, right. Like and so that's what Matt. That's what brought up that idea with Matt. It's like if you knew like what your identity is in Christ. Yep. And you know you sin. Like like David, he knew he sinned. He's like man, like, I messed up today, but God, I still yep. know who I am. Ooh, even though too. even though I like I feel terrible and I messed up. I can still get up today. Yeah. I can still keep on moving forward, knowing I messed up, but knowing that God's behind me and in front of me. So, mm-hmm. like, I kind of like that got me like that brought me a lot of peace because when I sin, I feel terrible. But yeah. I'm like, even though I feel terrible, God still loves me and He still looks at me like if I was fresh new. Like He still has a great like purpose for my life. Mm. So, like, like, I'm just saying to you guys, like, I don't know if that will give you guys peace, but like, it gave me peace. Like, if you guys mess up, like it's it like uh, like you know it's okay because that's what God's like that's His grace and His love is there for. Yeah. Like like I remember hearing other things like God loves us where we're at and He meets us where we're at where exactly. we're at, but He loves us too much to leave us there. Yeah. yeah. Like He won't. He doesn't want you guys staying. Like He wants. All right. Yeah. I know you did this. I know you did that. It's okay. Like let's move on from this. It's like we're gonna keep moving forward. I have something better for you. Yeah. So like just like just like have peace in that. Like when you mess up, don't like don't put those barriers between you because. God doesn't want that. Like when you're going through those barriers, he's like, man, like this is the time when I want to embrace you. I want to remind you who you are, like your identity. Because like what Matt said, like sin can really mess up your identity. Yeah. Well, if you know that, that if you like work at the core issue of this is the relationship part, mm-hmm. not the actual, oh, it's me, it's me. Like, no, it's, this is a relationship knowing that like, I need to understand what, like who God is to me and who, how I am to God. Wow. And yeah. then from that, you can be like, okay. I messed up, but I'm still God's child. I can still move forward. I can still yeah. keep on going into what God has for me, like, and still rebuke those sins and say in Jesus' name, like, even though I sin, I can still walk like yeah. with them into like His grace He has for me. Yeah. So just like, just like a word of encouragement to you guys, like, just keep on going. Like God is there with that. He really loves you. Like His grace is insane for you guys. It's sufficient. Like, My grace yeah. is sufficient for you. Exactly. Yeah. Real quick, too. Uh, we're gonna end off of this, but out of what you said with David. Out of his worst mistake in his life, his greatest sin, came one of probably the wisest kings. Yep. King Solomon. Ever. His worst mistake became his like greatest achievement, basically. Yeah. And it's just crazy how God used that worst mistake and said, yeah. this is the worst mistake, yet this is where the blessing is. Yeah. yeah so, like, don't be afraid to make those mistakes. Because like Martin is saying, like God loves you and want, has so much better plan for you. So it's okay to make the mistakes because you never know if that's the mistake where you're going to say, okay, Lord, I know where I stand now. Yeah. Like for me with my ex, I was like, Lord, you made me dodge a bullet, like yeah. a straight bullet coming at me a hundred miles per hour. And I was, I was so blind and I didn't see it. And now I'm like, oh, I was getting ready to commit to that. Yeah. And, you know, not disrespecting her or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, Jesus, thank you so much for, like, you know, making that, you know, one of the worst relationships I've ever had. Because <laughs> and then now to I use know. It, to use it. Yeah. And yeah. then that's what I'm saying. It Like, that worst relationship now became the thing where it's like, okay, I am so focused back on what my call mm-hmm. was, on what my mm-hmm. calling is. And then I met. You know, and then Noah and I became like really best friends. And then we met Oski, we met Matt, and now we met Martin. So, you know, a, a mistake can turn so quickly for the best. So, <laughs> but 
But on top of this, don't just go out and do whatever you want. Yeah, don't to, just do what you want. To be like, well, if I make a mistake, God's going to use it. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, don't be doing that. No, it doesn't mean we can just do whatever we want. It means no. we got to walk in truth and we're going to stumble. Yeah. But don't intentionally stumble. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't intentionally do those things yeah. just to be like, well, God, you can do this now, right? Like, you can yeah. you can <laughs> do something out of this, right? No, no. Like, God will use whatever you've been through. You're going so. to jail for that one. <laughs> <laughs> God's like, God's like, oh, prison ministry, great, here we go. Prison ministry, here we go. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to end it there. So, as always, um, thank you guys for listening to this episode. It was, yeah. uh, And thank you, Martine and Matt and yeah, Oscar, dude. for being here and just giving your input. It's, like, it's so awesome just to have this open conversation oh, yeah. with y'all. So, But before we end, we always want to offer that prayer for salvation for everyone who's listening and saying, I... I've been tempted, I've been struggling, but now I want Jesus to walk with me through all of this. I want to get better. I want to overcome these because of the blood of the Lamb and what he's done. Mm. And the Bible says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Yeah. And if you, sorry, I said that wrong. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, there we go. Jesus. That you will be saved today. Yes, sir. So I'm going to say a prayer. And then if you guys want to say it along we'll with me, if you're together. making that decision, then y'all can say it as well. So, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, thank you for my life. Thank you for my life. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for sending your son. For the sins for the sins of the world and for me. And for me. I believe I believe Jesus is your son. Jesus is your son. That he rose from the dead. That he rose from the dead. To forgive my sins. Forgive my sins. Today I make him. Today I make him. The Lord of my life. The Lord of my life. This is my new beginning. This is my new beginning. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. I apologize. I messed that up a little bit. I just paused the wrong time. Hey, if you guys just made that decision for the first time, we're celebrating with you. So, and if you did, we want to hear from you guys. Let us know. Send us an email at connection.podcast3 or connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. <laughs> or hit us up in those DMs. At Connection Podcast. At connection Podcast. <laughs> or tag us on your story. Tag us on a story. Let us know All of you guys have been doing that. Horrible. Thank you. I know. Keep doing that, guys. We love it's it. Awesome. Sorry, I, I stumbled a little bit there at the end. Just... Bro, don't even worry about it. Anyways. It's grace There's grace. For that. There's grace. You never know if that stumbling is going to be the best episode ever. It might be. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, Anyways. guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you all have a great week. We love you guys. Peace out, guys. Peace out, guys.